Hey sluts, I'm Aubrey, an Aquarius Sun, Scorpio Moon, Taurus Rising. And I'm Danny, a Sag Sun, Leo Moon, Libra Rising. And, and we're, we're your, your Astro Sluts. This week we're talking about the aspects. Ooh, fun, Ooh, exciting. Angles, relationships, connections. You already know it's our math season, so get the calculators out, get counting. Get your protractors ready. If you want to stay up to date on all things Astro, you should get on our texting list. To do that, you can text Astro, A-S-T-R-O, to 833-676-2680. Again, 833-676-2680 to stay up to date on all the latest episodes, new astrological seasons, transits, new merch drops, anything you need to know. We are also now on Pinterest for all you Pinterest bitches out there. <laughs> I fucking We know love it. it's you. <laughs> we know you're out there. I've been pinning all weekend. So you can <laughs> find us Astro Slots on Pinterest and we'll be sharing all the like fun meme photo dump things we do on Instagram that all comes from our little Pinterest board so you can <laughs> look at those on Pinterest um, if you don't follow us on Instagram and Twitter we are at Astro Sluts with three S's Astro Sluts to stay up to date on all the latest and if you just absolutely adore us you keep coming back every <laughs> week you do. we know you I do just feel like you do um, it would be just really nice of you to leave us a little five-star review on whatever platform you listen on. Please. Thanks. Uh, any life updates for us? Honestly, no. We had a three-day weekend, which was mm, inspiring. Was I woke up today being like, I'm feeling so rested and excited mm. to go out into the world. Had lots of time to like do personal, yeah. just chores and then also like artistry stuff yeah. had like a whole day to just like edit so and be nice. like oh well I have another day of the weekend Literally. so I can just do it and not feel bad about it so yes feeling refreshed rejuvenated yeah amazing updates for you yeah um nothing major also just really feeling rejuvenated mm. rested I literally, oh, go on. We had, we hosted our first oh, event. Yeah. So was it our first event? We've do, been doing events. No. Yeah, no we hosted our events. first like nighttime. Yeah, little party. party and it was fantastic. It was we had so a great fun. time. Yeah. So we want to do more of that. We definitely need to be doing more of that um, and hope to see you at the next one. We'll yeah. let you know. I did literally go to bed, though, at 6.30 the next day. Yeah, like, I was so tired. <laughs> yeah, the party didn't start until 10. And, like, <laughs> I just, like, we just, I don't go out that late anymore, like, yeah. really at all. I feel like I'm, like, always home before midnight. And, oh, my God, I was just so fucking tired. And, yeah, no, I literally ate dinner I had chef special like a big thing of fried rice and I immediately <laughs> laid down bye and it was like okay bye talk to yeah. me at nine o'clock tomorrow yeah. <laughs> yeah I also hadn't been like hung over in a minute yeah. and I wasn't that bad but I did like <laughs> it was like waking up and I had to take to the airport oh my god and yeah. they were like like it's like seven or eight yeah. o'clock or something and like, are you still feeling up to it I was like I have to make sure I'm not still drunk first. Yeah, you're like, hold on. I was like, I don't know. Laying down, I, I'm not sure <laughs> that, that it's safe for me to, but if it is, I will take you. 
<laughs> once I stand up and have a better sense of, yeah. <laughs> sense of myself. No, literally. So, yeah. Sorry, but continue. Yeah. But that was my weekend. I just rested a lot. It was really nice. And I had to get a pap smear this morning, which oh, is just my yearly reminder to go to the gynecologist and get a pap smear. And I know it sucks, but it's literally fine. It's not that bad. And it's better to know about your health and well-being. I also got a Gardasil shot because I only got one and I never got the Oh, rest my God. Because it was just one time I went to try to go to Planned Parenthood and do it. And they just like. It was too, for some reason, the appointment I made was too close to when they were closing. They don't do mm. vaccines that close. So that I was just like, well, I'm never doing it again kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so my doctor just was like, oh, we could just do it right now. And I was like, oh, thank you. So, yeah, do that also if you haven't. Those are my public safety announcements I love it. for the week. No, absolutely. We need them. Yeah. A little game of Talk Astro to me. Yes. Amazing. If you are new here, Talk Astro to me is our little icebreaker game. We start off every episode with a question themed around one of the signs. Do you want to go first? I sure do. This week we're doing cancer. What gets you out of your shell? Oh. Um, I just came up with that. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, I think like... Mm, like having like a little spotlight, a mm-hmm. little performance, um, like having, I think just like any space that it feels like safe to be like sharing and open, whether it's like a create, like in a creative way, I mean. Yeah. So like this, like our little podcast or like making something or mm-hmm. being like creative at work or on set or something. That's usually when I feel the most, most open to share. Cute. Thank you. Um, I have a Leo question for you. Hooray. Um, what art are you working on for yourself right now? So much, honestly, which is great. Um, main project is getting a little, uh, like single cover mm-hmm. art together. Yeah. I am very excited. Yeah, I will, you know, too. for my true fans listening to the podcast, um, I'm making a fishbowl. I'm art directing a fishbowl. I went to like four pet stores over the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Being so scared like an employee was going to like talk to me and be like, you really shouldn't like put that in your fish tank or like, because I was getting like a bowl and I was like, oh my God, I feel like everyone thinks I'm like a terrible pet owner, like throwing a fish in a bowl. (laughs) They're just props. (laughs) Yeah, literally. But so there will be an iconic Green. I'm excited about it. Yeah, I need to show you. Yeah. Um, I found a like a artificial like anemone that's oh, cool. green. Cool. I love it. It's glitchy. Um, I watched maybe for inspo. This would be good for you. I watched uh, when I was in and out of my sleep on um, Saturday early evening. I wa- we watched um, Puff. It's like a little a little documentary on this like little puffer fish the size oh, of a thumbnail oh. on um, Netflix and I literally love him and his name's Puff and I, it was honestly really cool. It was really good. But okay. like it, he lives in the coral reef so like oh my good inspo maybe too. Yeah, mm-hmm. great inspo. Oh yeah. my god, Aunt Betty, he's so cute. I, he's so Okay, cute. I'd like to watch that. Yeah, no, I, I really liked Thank it. Thank you for saying <laughs> yeah, that. I really liked it honestly. <laughs> it was really good. I love that. 
Is is that a bell I hear in the distance? Bling, bling. It's time for the morning announcements. <laughs> Every week we like to do a little segment where we talk about the upcoming astrological events of the week, major shifts of planetary energies, full moons, spoiler, etc. On March 2nd, Mercury enters Pisces. So this is a nice time to really let your let your imagination run wild, take notes, collect your visions. Um, probably not a time to like have super deep or like intense conversation. Your communication probably is just not going to flow like yeah, not going to like articulate as you yeah. want it to. Um, <laughs> but like in your head, it's going to be good. Yeah. So like definitely find the channel or like maybe take some bullet points if you have to have a serious conversation because the the up top brain to the mouth, it's going to be a long mm-hmm. it's going to be a long journey during this um particular season my best um, my best impersonation of our pisces co-workers uh-huh. exactly exactly <laughs> it's that to a t no exaggeration no, it is not. um so definitely a good time to like journal get like your thoughts clear and on paper maybe write some poetry if that's something you're into i feel like doodling would be good too mm-hmm. if you just need like an outlet for your mind to get out onto the page um if you have like a weird spiritual kind of book or something Mm -hmm. you're interested in good time to read up on all that stuff um and just stay open Mm -hmm. stay open to what flows out of you and um just take an extra pause before you're having maybe a hard conversation to make sure what's coming out is what you want to say yeah and be just mindful that maybe other people are also feeling more like abstract totally in their thoughts. Yeah, for sure. On March 7th, we have a full moon in Virgo. So exciting. Like last week, uh, we talked about the moon cycle. Full moons are a time of like clarity, heightened energies. It's like when things are coming to light. Now, last week we talked mm-hmm. about the one month moon cycle, but something that like, honestly, I am just personally like not, I don't prioritize yeah. reflecting on is that we do have like the larger oh, right. cycle of the moon through mm-hmm. the signs. So like this Virgo full moon is going to be connected to the new moon that happened in Virgo during Virgo season. Yeah. We mentioned last week, like, whatever season it's in the new moon like since it's Pisces season we just had a new moon in Pisces like two weeks ago and then the full moon is going to be in Virgo so you can think back to the new moon that happened in Virgo season what was going on for you what was coming up for you the things that are coming up around this date are probably connected you can look to the house in your chart to maybe get some more insight on like what part of your life it might be showing up in Um, but Virgos are you know stereotypically perfectionists very detail oriented so take inventory about what's been going on in your life read through the fine print and like release all those like even the little things that are Mm -hmm. not serving you and also on March 7th same day as the full moon we have Saturn entering Pisces so this is a new era, huge new era. era alert. We have had Saturn in Aquarius for the past three years. So Saturn, if we remember, 
my very excellent mother just sent us nine <laughs> pizzas. Saturn is far away from the Earth. I can't believe I just pulled no, that out I so quick. I'm shocked. Wow, that was that was brave. Um, but Saturn is far away from the Earth, so it moves slowly. So that is like, not, well, like Mercury is moving quickly. Saturn is moving slowly. Um, so this is very much giving reality check. At first, I was like, oh. <laughs> but I think it's actually going to be fine. Saturn is going to want to cut away some of the like Delulu of Pisces, um, kind of maybe the fluff, the detachment. Um, but I really like this analogy that I read that I think helped me like be like, oh, no, this is positive. So if like Pisces is our free flowing body of water, Saturn is just making like a dam. And so like at first that might feel like stifling, but really it's there to like make a different like productive pathway or like help longevity. So there's like there's reason to the stifling. Well, I do think also like so the past three years, Saturn has been in Aquarius, but then the three years before that Saturn was in Capricorn. So for Mm -hmm. the past six years, Saturn has been in Saturn Saturn. ruled signs. So it's been like comfortably rigid yeah and now I think it will feel like a little bit like an exhale like yeah okay like we have some like rules but Mm -hmm. there's like room to be mutable around them yeah for sure um definitely a good time to like use the Saturn energy to like ground your fantasies your ideas um if your Pisces brain can dream it Saturn is the one that can make it happen. If Saturn is in Pisces in your birth chart, this will also be the beginning of your Saturn return period, which is something exciting that we need to talk more about. Mm -hmm. We need to just probably do a whole episode on it because it's a big thing. We'll get there one day. This will also just be like a huge three-year spotlight on the house Saturn is in in your chart. So, or I'm sorry, the house Pisces is in in your chart so have a look there see where that kind of Saturn kick in the butt structural energy is going to be hitting you in your life um personally I'm hoping that I'm in my like health queen era absolutely house energy yeah I think that I'm just going to be a lemon water Pilates bitch mm-hmm. for the next three years is I what love I'm manifesting that. thank you I'm happy Saturn is now moving out of my 10th house yeah of like career public image Mm -hmm. and so I feel like I'm gonna be able to like just be more like Mm free-flowing in those like parts of my life I feel like I've been like I've yeah it's like affected me and like feeling like really like restricted in Uh what I can do that makes sense yeah hoping to put Saturn into my yeah in my community yeah similarly I'm like now that you're saying that I have had um Saturn has been in my like creative my fifth house for five years which obviously like I really I really churn shit out like Mm -hmm. like, I am on you know with a someone's got a gun to my head I like churn out creative work like for no fucking reason to be honest but I think like that energy would be better served in like daily habits Mm -hmm. rituals not like not in my craft project I'm trying to do for fun you know well I also wonder if that means like I I can't remember um, what the word is right now, but if Saturn for you is in those like final degrees of uh Aquarius right now, it's like, I mean, I guess for everyone, but like for you specifically in your creativity, like that's why everything is like talking about last week, (laughs) literally. I'm going to take it. Yeah. I can't remember. Chani said the word in the, the 
thing I listened to earlier. Yeah. It's like the I that last degree is called about. something. Yes. The final degree of a sign, 29 degrees, in the natal chart is the end of an era mm-hmm. known as the anoretic degree. So that's where Saturn is right now in mm-hmm. your house of Aquarius. Right. So... Thing, your house of Aquarius might feel like particularly lit up or like yeah. particularly frustrating perhaps yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> we love astrology. Absolutely. It's everyone's favorite segment. I don't know. Is this your favorite segment? I mean, I think so. Let I have us, no idea. Me either. Well, let us know what your favorite segment is. Um, but I enjoy a little learn. I do too. And today we will be doing a little learn about aspects. This is study hall, by the way. Yes. Welcome to study hall. Formerly known as astro education, but switching things up. When you go to school, you got to call it study hall (laughs) if you're studying. Aspects are, these are like the red and blue lines that are in the middle of your birth chart. Yeah. Uh, They give planets a relationship with each other based on like how many degrees they are away from each other. Um, and these can be relevant in both like birth, char- your own birth mm-hmm. chart, a sinistry chart, like between two birth charts or like transits are also like giving us aspects. Mm-hmm. Today we are going to be discussing aspects more in terms of your birth chart, but if you want to get some more context after this episode on like synastry and looking at it in compatibility, we just did a quickie um, a couple quickies ago that's called like literally synastry and composite charts that we show how you can use aspects between two people. Check it out. Um, The next thing we'll mention is that there's things called orbs, just a nice little word. Reminds me of orbies. Great word. (laughs) Um... This, an orb is, like, the margins in mm-hmm. which, like, an aspect would count mm. on either either side. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, like, you know, if we want to make it about, like, a little math, it's, like, t- what number you would round to. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. how many degrees away in which you would just, like, round to um, the aspect. Um, astrologers have lots of different ways of like defining orbs like all astrologers kind of use a a different orb a different range um like I know Chani often just goes by sign yeah like Chani will call yeah like it's like a whole house interpretation of it yeah yeah Yeah. so if maybe I guess that is the difference like if you use whole house signs like Chani will count any two planets in the same house right slash also the same sign then like call it a conjunction we'll get to that um, but like Jessica Lignato uses a seven, de- seven okay. degree orb in birth charts and a three degree orb for transits. Oh, okay. Which is interesting. I've also seen though, um, astrologers will use different orbs for different planets. Mm. I have this book on transits and that said, um, for the moon, use a one degree orb, sun, mercury, Venus, three degrees, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, five degrees, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, seven degree orb. But Mm -hmm. I also feel like I've just personally heard like 10 degrees. Yeah, I have two, I think. When I typically like look at a chart, I just am like, you know, will like just like lazily be like, oh, they're within 10 degrees. Oh, something's at eight degrees and something's at 12 degrees. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's like a, it's within 10 kind of thing. So choose your own adventure on the orbs, but... 
just something mm-hmm. to keep in mind if you're doing your own calculations. Love it. Shall I kick us off with conjunctions? Yeah, please. So a conjunction is, you know, technically zero degrees, not including our orb. But the definition is like zero degrees. They're right on like two planets or points like right on top of each other. And like I said, if a conjunction is like, you know, you use a wider orb for the conjunction, just know that like the closer that the planets are together, like the more impactful, like the more powerful it's going to be. I think for all of the aspects, like the tighter, the tighter of an aspect it is, the more like prevalent. prevalent. Um, So a conjunction is going to blend two planetary energies and intensify them. The like easy slash hardness of this aspect kind of depends on the planets like if it's a conjunction with venus or jupiter those are benefic planets so Mm -hmm. they tend to be like more positive vibes but if it's with mars or saturn they tend to be a little bit more challenging um a little example from my own birth chart i have like an exact mars jupiter conjunction Mm -hmm. and it's not something that i've ever like really div like dive dive into i've never like looked that much into it I don't know why it's like never interested me I guess because it is like I think the Jupiter in in my I think because I'm like self-aware and like work on myself the Jupiter like beneficness like it's just like a positive placement for me so it's not like I'm not like searching for answers of like why am I so optimistic like it doesn't like really make me feel better but in looking at my chart when I was like prepping I was like wait no this makes so much sense so Mm. Mars it's our planet of like action of heat like what what gets us hot what are we you know attracted to what gets us angry like we talked about last week and Jupiter is like abundance it amplifies Mm -hmm. like makes things bigger so you know them together in my chart makes me super hot mm-hmm. optimistic it's giving like me rallying the troops which is yeah. just like always what I'm doing like all, literally all day um I feel like it is what makes me like just really lucky wants want to yeah. do big things I'm very confident bold a risk taker mm-hmm. um on perhaps more of a shadow side I do also overwork myself like don't always know my limits right it can be a little cocky yeah that's like an interesting placement because we've never talked about it before. we've never talked about mm-hmm. it before but it's like my closest aspect yeah. like they are t- both 27 degrees of aquarius mm-hmm. kind of fun though yeah, yeah that is fun up next i'll take us to sextiles um sextiles are when placements are two signs away from each other or 60 degrees um and these are going to be always like complementary signs so it's either like an air and fire pairing or like an earth and water pairing um and this is a very harmonious placement it's like kind of brings out the positive in the other sign um with that complementary placement um in my birth chart my rising is sextile my son so I have that Libra rising sextile with my Sagittarius sun. Um, and I feel like that kind of comes to life. And just like the Jupiter, like optimism of that Sagittarius placement is like extra illuminated in my like very friendly, just like easy to get along with Libra rising. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that kind of like first impression is a little like 
Libra kind of <laughs> friendly girl vibe. Um, just has like that touch of like sad positivity to it. Love. Up next is a square. This is going to be a 90 degree mm-hmm. angle between two planets this makes them three signs apart so signs of the same modality like fixed signs cardinal or mutable like two fixed signs will square each other these a square is going to be like points of friction that are going to like force you to take action Mm -hmm. and this can bring like conflict whether that's like within yourself if it's like in your birth chart or like if you have a square in sinistry it's going to be like conflict between two people Mm -hmm. Um, Mars is a Mars square is the most difficult square. Mars is like a square is like Mars's aspect. Um, it doesn't mean bad necessarily. Like a square is never like, yeah, detrimental. Yeah. It's just like forces you into growth, which is great. Like even in sinistry, it's not like, oh my God, we're, we don't get along at all. Like we like have all these squares. It just means that you like, yeah, probably have to pay attention to it. Yeah. Yeah. It'll definitely draw attention to itself and you will have to like change something Mm -hmm. in order for it to like be happy. It's not to say that like you know fixed signs don't get along either though you know like it's just like they both are yeah have their way yeah so it's you know the first step into like that like same but different Mm -hmm. for example funny that you used a ascendant yeah aspect because my son is square my ascendant Mm. which you know is a hoot I've had a challenging time like matching like who I am at my core with how I like present to people yeah and I've had to like work to like both make peace with like the people that meet me are just like gonna have an entirely different understanding of who I am like I am someone that like you do have to like get to know Mm -hmm. a little bit often because I like come across when you first meet me like very differently than I like actually am um but I think it's also forced me to like make like change my appearance almost to like better serve your son yeah yeah Yeah, like to present myself more authentically than I just like Mm -hmm. naturally yeah like would without any work up next we have trines um trines are going to be four signs apart or 120 degrees apart um these are always going to be in the same element um and this is essentially like a level up to a sextile so where those sextiles are like happy harmonious places these are going to be like ever flowing good vibes it's just like even greater energy flow between these placements um i also did another rising I'm like, I why not? Really just, I'm like, I didn't even think about it. I'm like, all right. <laughs> um, Jupiter is trying my rising. Um, so I have an Aquarius placement with my Jupiter. And then I've got that Libra placement with my rising. Um, and I feel like I've talked about this before, but I've always just like, I feel like you could read like my Instagram captions and they're always like, lucky girl, lucky girl, lucky girl. Like I've always <laughs> just been like, I really just have always been very lucky. And like, I feel like I was like, lucky girl syndrome before that was like a TikTok thing. Yeah. Like that's just like, I feel like we've talked about this before. Like we totally. both just have like a lot of goodness that flows to us. Um, and I really just think it is like that Jupiter just boosting that Libra energy. Mm-hmm. Like, 
you're going to be put into a situation <laughs> and you're going to be happy and they're going to like you and it's going to be perfect and harmonious. Um, and then something else with trines is like a grand trine. So that's if three placements form an equilateral triangle um, in your birth chart. And again, that's just like a really nice like flow of energy. So for example, if you had like an Aries, a Leo, and a Sagittarius placement, if that would be like a grand trine with all those fire elements. Um, yeah, giving like big ease mm -hmm. depending on like what those placements are. And finally, we have, these are just the major yeah. aspects also. There's all kinds of like funky mm -hmm. quintuxes yeah. or something. Yeah. We don't, we're we don't know her. We don't know her. Yeah, there, that's, that's a lot. That's if we getting, can't say it, we're not talking right. about it. <laughs> it's getting into more like, I feel like those are like the asteroids of aspects. Yeah, yeah, totally. Where they're just like not like okay like we could really we'll read them into them day. i'm sure we will but like they're they're giving yeah. like more nuance than we're ready to handle yeah. right now uh, absolutely <laughs> <laughs> so the last aspect we're going to talk about today is an opposition this is shocking 180 degrees mm -hmm. so these are going to be signs that are opposite each other oh something i didn't say earlier mm -hmm. in orbs orbs mean that you can have like an opposition, let's say, in signs that are not opposite each other. So if you had, let's say, like your sun at mm -hmm. five degrees of Aries mm -hmm. and let's say Jupiter at like 29 degrees of Virgo. Oh, that would still be an opposition mm -hmm. if okay. you use a wider orb. Like things could pass through mm -hmm. the different signs and still be considered okay. an aspect mm -hmm. where it gets like a little bit confusing. But we're all very smart here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's like the purpose of orbs. Then mm -hmm. you have to like, you can't just go and like, if you want to see if you have any squares and just check by every, mm -hmm. like check by sign, you do have to kind of do like, the math yeah um anyway back to oppositions um so uh, an opposition is going to be like a tug of war between two energies and figuring out how to like balance the like total opposites um in transits oppositions do tend to like show up like relationally mm -hmm. like instead of like an internal thing like if there's an opposition happening like it's gonna affect you and another person Oppositions are Saturn's aspect, so Saturn oppositions do tend to be the most challenging. Um, I do not actually have any oppositions in my mm -hmm. chart, um, which is like I, I'm not really someone that I don't have like big polarity energy. Yeah. Like I'm pretty much like set in, <laughs> yeah, and totally. what I'm trying to do instead of like polarities like I do just feel like I have more like friction between yeah. like because I have like squares. squares yeah I have just more like friction of like things are like well I want to do this well I want to do this not yeah. kind of like well these are both we the could same do this or yeah we could do this. the closest yeah. thing I have is like my like I have a Taurus rising and I have like Chiron and the moon in Scorpio but they're not like it's like relational yeah it's like my rising is at like five degrees Taurus mm -hmm. or something and then like my 
Scorpio moons at like 25 degrees. So they're pretty like far away, but they are both like, you know, Taurus is ruled by Venus. Scorpio is ruled by Mars. Like they are kind of like, like opposite puzzle pieces kind of like, I'm like, they're both just very sexy. (laughs) We do kind of talk about like opposite signs a lot. Yeah. And just, throughout the pod so it is kind of like that two sides of the same coin like um, yeah you see the things that bother you are like what you see in yourself kind of vibe like you yeah you're probably recognizing I'm like I sound like a Scientologist (laughs) you're recognizing those things because those are things you did (laughs) I've been consuming a lot of Scientology media I love that I do too um, so those are the aspects. In theory, these give you like a more nuanced, a more like, I can't think of another word that means nuanced. I'm just going to use it. Yeah. A more nuanced like understanding of your chart or whatever chart you're looking at. It's like integrating all of all of the separate placements yeah. into each other and how do they interact and, and what actually gets more pull and what is like more prevalent or more like... Yeah, totally. I think it also just like, it feels like, I think this is like a nice one that if you really do think about it in like terms of relationships, Mm -hmm. it does make a lot of sense because it's like, where are like the power struggles? Who's trying to pull attention from Mm -hmm. this? Like, and then I think it does translate well to like, oh, that's why I'm so like this way because this side is getting like boosted where maybe like my Venus is getting like yanked from the spotlight Mm -hmm. because of like a square or something else so I think it does just give you like more context and more more 360 on your own birth chart and the relationships all the planets play (laughs) it's time for recess hooray Recess yeah. is our <laughs> our time to chat about non-astrology related topics. Take a little break, slide down the slide, <laughs> swing on the swing, and just have a little fun. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about balancing relationships. So similar to the aspects pushing and pulling in our birth chart, how do our real life relationships push and pull in our lives? Stunning. Thank you. Let's Thank go, you. TED Talk. Thank you. Like, it's the Scientology. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I They could, have you I could wrapped around their fingers. <laughs> I feel like a TV church person or something. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Um, this is something that's, that's just so hard it to is do, so hard. isn't it? Mm-hmm. It is hard, and I think it's like, so much deeper than what I'm about to say, but I, like, my first, like, remember, like, first, like, thing that comes to mind is, like, I feel like the best, like, way this, like, shows up in probably, like, all of our lives as we've had this, when you just, like, start, your friend gets, like, a new person they're dating, and Mm -hmm. they, like, zoop off the planet, like, I feel like that's, like, such a classic one, but obviously there's so many other ways those, like, things happen, like, interpersonally with work with friendships like with personal life like I feel like there is just so many like there's so many ways that things can be hard you know (laughs) no totally yeah and I am someone that like like I'm just such a hyper fixator and like I just get so obsessed with things yeah (laughs) so it's really hard for me to like yeah be normal 
Yeah, like when you're in like whatever mode, you're just in yeah. That mode. If yeah, I have like totally. any <laughs> any idea, like new thing, a new shiny toy, or yeah. like totally thing to think about, it's just all I want to do. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, I feel like it is just like finding like I don't know. I'm like pretty. I feel like I have like a kind of good system. But, like, I don't have time for myself, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like I have a good balance between, like, my relationship and work and my friends. Mm -hmm. But then I'm, and my family, honestly, like, those are all, like, tended to. But then I've, like, just recently, I'm, like, I am never alone. Yeah. I've, yeah. And it's, like, it is so hard. Like, I really, I truly am, like, am an extrovert. But, like, you do need to just be alone. Yeah, everyone needs to be alone. So, I don't know. Like, I just... Because I'm, like, obviously, like, we work in an office. So, like, it's not like you're working alone. So, like, you're with people all day. And then I usually, like, after work, I see my friends. We go out to dinner. We see you. Like, whatever. Like, there's, like... That is, like, accounted for. And then, like, on the weekends, I usually stay with like at least most of the weekend so that's like our time together and I feel like that's a good like I've always been like a once a week relationship person like obviously I seem like two or three times a week now but like I don't know I've never been like a five day a week relationship firm like you get one day a week um so like I feel like that's never been my problem but then it's like and then I go home from work or like dinner with my friends or whatever and I like sit on the couch with my parents I catch up with my parents I talk to them before I go to work and then like I was home like for a couple hours alone on Saturday my parents were out I wasn't seeing Ethan till later and I had like no plans and I was like Oh, I forgot I haven't not spoken to anyone in like yeah. a month. It's so hard. I've also had had very little alone time yeah. recently, which I'm, you know, I spent most of the weekend alone. Yeah. Which was amazing. And I felt very inspired to like do that more and yeah. like prioritize that and like have to do the like. I love you, but I, I have to miss you. And like, yeah, I have to like, I just am feeling so fulfilled that I like did so many things. Like I got so much done over the weekend like for me. No, I know. And I was just like, oh yeah, Mm -hmm. this needs to like bump up on the priorities. But it's just so, it sucks when you are like finally like, oh. I finally feel like I'm giving my partner enough time. I finally feel like I'm not spending too much time at work or whatever. And then you're like, wow, I'm doing so much better. And then you're like, oh my God, but now I'm not doing this thing anymore. Literally, I haven't done my laundry in a month. (laughs) Literally. No, it is. And I think it's like, I don't know, both of us, like we like ourselves, which is a great thing, a great place to be. So it's like, it's not like I'm like avoiding spending time Mm -hmm. with myself. Like I really like myself and I like being with myself alone. So it's like, it is too. It's not like I'm like, um, like the opposite where you're like trying to push it off too. You're like, oh my God, I just don't want to be like sitting alone in my house. Like I would like to sit alone in a house. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of my, like, current thing is I'm just realizing I need to just have space. Yeah. It's hard to prioritize everything Mm -hmm. and everyone. I know. 
it is very hard oh and then something else I guess I was like thinking about with this is like I don't know if I ever I even like do this but like the intermingling of the groups right the Venn diagram the Venn diagram that's also like an interesting like I don't know I feel like it's like one of those things where it's like are you like the weird girl that brought your boyfriend of girls brunch yeah and you're like well, you know what I mean like yeah. or is that like a fulfilling way to spend time with your friends and your partner like I feel like that's just also something that like it's like obviously important to like give all your people your time yeah but sometimes it is like or like when you go out to dinner with one of your friends and they're like oh I'm bringing a friend and you're like what like I thought thought we were gonna hang out yeah and now it's like about this person I don't don't know know, you know but then it's like well maybe they just needed to hang out with them or like wanted to see them I shouldn't say needed but like wanted to see this friend and then they had plans with this friend like that's just like a thing where I feel like I don't know it shouldn't be a bad thing but it does often feel like a weird situation yeah it's hard to like like try to kill two birds with one stone kind of and then like also like you know on the like partner front like if your partner's like I really want to get to know your friends but you're but you're like but I need just friend time and like there's so little there's so little friend time pocket of like time to then do like partner meet the friend time yeah Yeah. and then you're just like well then they're gonna be annoyed that I'm bringing my partner like they just want to hang out with me and then I know it's yeah that's a whole other thing of like yeah trying to balance that that's like the sub genre that's no literally that's the I don't, yeah. like in the three the th- a complicated Venn diagram yeah it's like the smaller little yeah. circles mm-hmm. yeah. yeah just things to think about really things to think about it's also I think in some cases like hard to combine those things because we sometimes like have you know those different people for different things yeah totally yeah I guess I'm still thinking in the like integrating a partner into friendship like sometimes you're like you just like you know your partner is someone that like gets you in a different way than your friends do and so sometimes it's like hard to like combine those things even though your friends like want to know your partner and your partner wants to know your friends and you're just like (laughs) I don't know you guys yeah no you're just different yeah I think like also like similar but different like I feel like we both have this like we're not big like friend group people yeah like neither of us have like a nine person friend group we're We're not in group chats yeah right no group (laughs) chats besides like work literally but like we've really like I feel like we've both just like connected with different people and kept different people like from our whole lifespan mm-hmm. close to us. So it's like obviously like Aubrey knows like my other oldest friend, but like that's also just like getting those people together is like it's like a birthday. Yeah. You know? So I'm, like all my friends like meet in one place, but I feel like that's also like kind of where I like 
sometimes feel like out of control is like because I do like a different activity with like I'm never like oh three of my friends and I are going out it's like no I have three different dinners this week yeah and then I'm like well there's only so many days in the week no you yeah. know what I mean but it's like you want to see all your friends always right and then you just end up seeing like everyone once a month because yeah. you're like well I have to spend a different night with each person right. that I know yeah exactly and like I wouldn't want it any other way I like that I have like all these different yeah, relationships totally. with people but it does just like you're not just like all right group chat we're going out Friday night and mm-hmm. everyone you need to see is there yeah you have to like do more like yeah. the friend the friend balancer yeah. takes up just more like hours yeah, exactly well moving forward we are prioritizing me time mm-hmm. more but I think it's also okay that like you're never gonna like find perfect balance and it's gonna like you're yeah. gonna you're gonna figure it out and be like great no it's totally. figured out for the rest of my life like it is always gonna kind of mm-hmm. be that little ebb and flow of you know like sometimes you do have to put in like some more hours at work for a couple weeks yeah. and then like sometimes like you know, you might get wrapped up in like romance for a couple yeah, weeks like and like going through a breakup. You gotta yeah. be there more for them that week or something. Yeah. It's gonna like change and you know, it'll just be the rest of our lives. We're just gonna yeah. constantly be rebalancing all mm. of the things that we love and wanna wanna do. Yeah, and just keep your priorities. And remember that you can spend your time however you want to spend your mm-hmm. time. And which I'm like, however you want, but I would recommend spend your time doing things and with people that fill up yes. your cup. Mm-hmm. Will make it easier to balance if you're like, oh, the friend makes yeah. me feel so good. Yeah, totally. You're going to have like more energy to like put into right your me time or another relationship or your work and instead of like yeah feeling totally drained yeah if you're having dinner with someone you're like I did not want to be there yeah and then you like need like a recovery day that doesn't even count as me time right just like mad or whatever yeah Yeah. so yeah more spend your time wisely spend it wisely spend your energy like a very valuable currency Mm -hmm. Love it. Okay, to make it about capitalism. (laughs) But good luck out there and happy balancing. Happy balance. It's time to pass a note (laughs) to you all. I think that is actually my favorite part. Mm -hmm. I think that I think study hall might be my favorite segment, but that's. Yeah, I agree. Our gesture is. It's a, a highlight one. for me. Big highlight. In our passing notes segment, we actually, in in reality, mm-hmm. we do you we do have y'all pass the note back to us. Yeah. We have a and then we and then we and pass, pass it, it again, as you do in a note passing engagement. We have a submission form in all of our link in bios. If you need some advice, mm-hmm. if you have a question, if you have a request, an astrology topic you want us to cover, there's a little Google form for you to do that. So do you want to read this week's yes. submission for a little advice? Yes. Hi, sluts. I think I'm in my flop era. Aww. 
Every year around this time, my my life seems to get really bleh, yucky, boring. (laughs) I'm unmotivated, uninspired, and I feel like everyone is mad at me. My skin is dull, my hair never looks right, and I'm in a huge style rut, which is a big deal as a Leo rising. The fit is everything to us. But like I said, this happens every year around February, March, and I know by spring I'll snap right out of it and be back to normal. So don't worry, this is not a serious (laughs) cry for help. LOL. (laughs) To be realistic, I live in the Midwest, and this bummer feeling can probably be chalked up to seasonal depression. LOL. But it recently occurred to me that maybe it's also because Aquarius and Pisces season are opposite my rising and sun sign. They have a rising in Leo and a sun in Virgo. I don't have prominent placements or aspects in Aquarius or Pisces or the houses they are associated with. I think the energy just feels foreign to me and I don't know how to connect with it. I'm curious to know if either of you have felt like this during your opposite season or during times that don't vibe with your chart. Also, do you have any advice for how to channel Pisces and Aquarius energy? What do they like to do? LOL, I'm lost. XOXO, gossip squirrel. (laughs) Obsessed. I mean, this is also just so relatable. Yes. At least personally. I honestly feel this exact same way too. Um, I feel like it is probably a lot of seasonal depression. Like, we live in Chicago, so we get it. Like, I feel like you know it's coming. You know it's a thing. Like, you, like, are aware of it. And then, like, every year I'm like, well, let me just die. <laughs> like, I fucking hate it here. I fucking hate everything. Me too. I'm like, I have a pinball on my nose. Like, this all sucks. Everything is stupid. And then the second it's, like, 58 degrees, I'm, like, at the pool with an Aperol spray. Yeah. Like, well, aren't I just so lucky to be alive? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I think that's a huge part of it yeah no yes absolutely um I am also wondering if maybe you have like any Scorpio or um Taurus placements Mm. like if we have some squares happening we don't have a ton Mm -hmm. of birth Mm -hmm. info in this submission but you know what I mean I'm, yeah. it's almost sounding like some squares totally some squareage mm-hmm. is going on here I don't know I don't personally feel like I've n- noticed this in my opposite seasons mm-hmm. for me that would be Leo season is opposite my son which I do like I do I have said in the past like I always I tend to go through breakups during Leo season yeah. but I don't I think that's me being like I'm ready to like go yeah. out and show myself to the world. Yeah. It's not I don't like need you. <laughs> yeah, it's not like yeah. It's not like me feeling like bad about myself. And then Scorpio season is opposite my Taurus rising. I feel like I'm always like lit for Halloween mm-hmm. and like. But I feel like you do have like that Scorpio moon, so yeah, that does feel true. like comfortable to you. Yeah, I am like wondering. Well, I have two theories. I'm wondering if it is like the lack of, because I guess like for me, placements that I don't have, um, or places that I don't have placements in are like Gemini, Cancer, but those are like over the summer. Mm-hmm. So like I'm pretty I'm pretty much just like a happy girl anytime there's sunshine. So I'm wondering if it is almost just the combination of like just this time of year is hard every year because you're just like so ready to like not be buckled in the house. Mm-hmm. And then 
and like not for everything to be gray and then like also that lack of like connection to those placements maybe is like kind of the double there um because like I wouldn't say like I necessarily like love cancer season like I feel like I do cry all the time during cancer season but it's summer yeah so it's like it's like Lana Del Rey's summertime. I was about to sad. say. It's a little more glamorous, <laughs> if that makes sense. Not like gray, like locked in your yeah. house, like true sadness. Um, but I'm also wondering if like with your Libra, or I'm sorry, your Leo rising, um, you have like seventh and eighth house is where like Aquarius Pisces falls in your chart, which are just like more external houses and like Seventh house is a lot about relationships, as is eighth house, like shared resources and things. So it's a lot more like beyond the self. So I'm wondering if it's also just like you don't feel super connected to you. Um, and again, with just like the weather and like the lack of sunlight, like that might just be like exasperating, like your disconnect kind of vibe. Like you might be actually just putting a lot of more of your energy into like maybe your friends, maybe your relationships are like things outside of you. So then you feel like untended to. Yeah. I think also like the combo of your, the sun, like going through your seventh and eighth houses of like partnerships of Mm -hmm. like sex and like deep connections. Like I feel like maybe your Virgo sun, like is more critical of you in those like areas of your life. Like if you are like you, yeah, you, having a relationship with someone else is being highlighted. Your son is like, well, they probably don't like your hair. They probably thought you yeah. were really annoying or like, you know. Yeah, totally. I'm coming up with this like on the spot. So this is probably not the the most baked cupcake in the tin. <laughs> but it's still <laughs> delicious. Yeah. In the box, but it's still a thought. Um, but like, I wonder if like when we're thinking about appearance, since like Aquarius is your descendant, if Leo is your ascendant, like you're just like feeling like awkwardly perceived. Like mm-hmm. that might just like when you're like, my hair sucks, my skin sucks, like yeah. that kind of external, like in like your Leo, right? Like it is that direct opposite. So maybe it is that pull kind of like you're more than your shiny hair mm-hmm. is really what the universe is trying to tell you. But like. Your Leo rising obviously is like, but I just want to be glamorous. Yeah. So it might be that like that rising sign pull kind of thing. Like that descendant might be, I don't know, the perceivedness yeah. of others might be what's like kind of triggering that like looks wise. Mm-hmm. I think also getting into your asking like how to channel Pisces Aquarius mm-hmm. energy. These are both very like aloof kind of like hard to like not very tangible signs like in different ways like Aquarius just being like so in their head and like detached and like thinking you know 80 steps ahead of everyone else and like Pisces is in their own little dreamland Mm -hmm. like watery and like Leo is a fixed sign Virgo is just like so precise like earth sign like I feel like those Mm -hmm. two placements they've given us yeah just have a hard time like Mm -hmm. being like no we need to know like we need to know what's going on here yeah so you know I don't know maybe trying to like loosen up a little bit totally think outside the box on how to like make yourself feel better um yeah maybe it's literally about just like tapping into some Pisces like 
artiness or some like journaling some dream journaling mm-hmm. or like some aquarius just like putting yourself in a new like community or putting yourself in a new space um things like that that always do like make you feel better anyways honestly mm-hmm. i think they say like the last thing they said is lol i'm lost right. so i feel like we're landing on just like mm-hmm. enjoy the journey totally <laughs> like just be can we like accept and like see what there is to learn like in that lostness yeah, yeah. i agree I think that it's almost May. Yeah. And we're going to be so happy. We're going to be so happy so soon. And it's going to go so fast and it's going to be so warm and sunny and we'll feel so pretty. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to feel so pretty. We're going to feel so so pretty so soon. (laughs) And we are so close. Thank you for writing in. Hope you liked our advice. (laughs) Yes, thank you so much for writing in, and you are not in your flop era. And if you are, it's a slay. It's okay. (laughs) We all have one. You are still hot in your flop era, Mm -hmm. and it's funny, and... Flip-flop. You know? we You have to flop in order to flip, Right. With the biggest flops come the largest flips. (laughs) It's all about balance, really. It's like we just, just all about balance. So you're doing great. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to our latest episode of Astro Sluts. We have full episodes coming out on Wednesdays, quickie episodes coming out on Fridays. So hope you're joining us twice a week. Yay. <laughs> Bye, sluts. Bye.